0: Welcome to Radio Rehab. I'm your host, Dana. If you would like to contact us, it's Radio Rehab at gotoproductions.com. You can call or text 415-496-9511 on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. It's at Radio Rehab Dana. You can also go to radio.rehab. So we're back today with Greg Baldwin, our guest co-host for the week. And since it's Wednesday, our topic is Epic attic Fail. For those of you who don't know what that is, it's when we share lowlights, we like to call them, you know, from our drinking and using days and how we learn from that. And the purpose of it is so other people don't feel alone. So let's hear Greg's epic addict fail story. Welcome to Radio Rehab. Here's your host, Dana Keys. So we're here in studio with Greg Baldwin and... Uh, since it's Wednesday, it's epic addict fail day. So I understand you have a story.
1: I do. So you want to hear? You want to hear my big, my big? Yes. So I'm, you know, I'm a uh, crystal meth addict, and I, I had lost everything. You know, well, I was losing everything, and I worked at CBS in San Francisco, and I uh, moved to LA to try to get away from drugs, which is oh, ridiculous. Geographic. Yeah, I did a, did a Geographic, and obviously, I found them. So I found meth down there, and I had an interview with KABC in Los Angeles. And so I went on this interview and I I think I'd been up for like a day or two. And, you know, so and I was by this time I was really gaunt and thin. So I had this interview and during the interview, I'm thinking I'm killing the interview. But anyway, there was a hole in my pocket, in my suit pocket. And I had a bag of meth in my pocket. And during the interview at ABC uh, owned by Disney, uh, the meth fell out my pant leg. And out onto the floor in this interview with the general sales manager for ABC. And so we're walking out and he looks on his floor and he sees it and he grabs it off the ground and he goes, what's this? And I snatched it out of his hand. <laughs> and I said, vitamins. Oh, my God. And he's like, he gave me this look like, oh, my God. <laughs> he's like, he was in shock, total disbelief. And he's like, uh, OK, let me show you the door. And uh, he escorted me out. They didn't call the cops or anything, but he escorted me out. And uh, I walked out of there and I was like, oh my God, my life's over. My radio career's over. I'm done. I'm done. And uh, I never felt as devastated, you know, at that moment as I did walking out of that building. Oh my God. Vitamins. Where do
0: we come up with these things? Yeah. Like, where do we come up with the things we say? It's like, I mean, producer Shar one time, called me, uh, and I was just, I think I was getting progressively more inebriated as the conversation. And she's like, dude, have you been doing shots since we've been talking? And according, I don't even remember this, but according to her, my, my response was, yeah, I did like 10 shots of B12, and it's making me feel weird or something mm, like that. Yeah. It's like, where do we come up with that? It's like, we will just lie and lie and lie to protect it. Yeah. You know, no matter no matter what, no matter how ridiculous it sounds. But that I've had many many a time. I still have pants. My old pants have holes in the pockets wow. for when I would stick my crack pipe in there and it was wow. too hot. And I've had many a crack pipe fall out on the ground.
1: Wow. There was another, there's another incident that was, like, life-changing for me is uh, when I was using... Um, when I was a little kid, I used to collect coins. And I would save up all my money to go to the coin store and, like... Uh, and I would get these old coins like silver dollars and dimes and nickels, and it'd be like you know 1890. And I would look at the coin, I'd be like, I would love thinking about the history behind the coins. What was it like during that time? Who held these coins? Where where's it been? And I was fascinated by old coins. So all my life, I saved up my money, and I would go, you know, when I was a kid, I would uh, uh, go buy coins. Mm. When I, my my the parents and grandparents, they would always give give me coins on my for Christmas and br- my birthday and stuff. So when I was using, I, I pawned my coin collection, and I and. I, I pawned them, so I got a loan against it. My grandma, when she was alive, she saved all of her coins all of her life. And so she died. She left those coins to my mom. And, uh, and my mom always said, you know, when we go, we're going we're gonna to give you these coins. And uh, I moved back in with my parents, you know, when I was in the heart of the, you know, right in the middle of my addiction. And I went to my mom's closet, and I found my grandma's coins. And I started stealing them 10 to 15 rolls at a time. And I went through almost the whole box, about ten thousand dollars worth of coins. And my mom put a string on the box, so if I moved the box, she would know that I that I, you know that I was taking them. And I'll never forget when she confronted me. she she said, "You're taking Grandma's coins, you know?" And I and she was so devastated and like crying. And I looked at my mom's face that day, and I realized that my addiction wasn't just killing me; it was killing my mom. And it really, literally was. It was killing her through stress and worry and lack of sleep. And, uh, and it was so devastating for me. And I think that started the idea of, of wanting to change and, get, and get, get clean. When I got clean and sober, I, you know, wasn't using it anymore. And I would think about those coins and I would have this overwhelming sense of guilt and shame and remorse. And, like, whenever I thought of those coins, I'd be like, oh, like, I hate myself. Like, I'm such a loser. And part of my recovery process was to make, you know, clear up the wreckage of my past. And so I started working again and I started saving up all my money and i went back to that coin store and uh, the pawn shop and i bought every single coin that i stole from my from my grandma and i returned them all and uh, i got them all back and i got my own coin set back too and so now when i think of those coins you know i don't have guilt shame and remorse i think of those coins and i'm like freedom happiness joy you know and i'm like I'm, i'm cool I'm good. And I did that with everything I possibly could, you know, from the wrongs that I've done in the past. And what that's done for me is it's given me a sense of like freedom. Uh, And I don't get, like when I get depressed or miserable, it's not over things in the past. It's usually worrying about the future, but I've done that with everything I possibly could in my life. And, you know, I have this overwhelming sense of like peace now, most of the time, about 80, 90% of the time. And then sometimes I'm miserable, lonely and depressed, but uh, but that you know that that was probably one of my most profound experiences i've had in recovery
0: how long did it take you to complete all of that to replenish it like how long did it take you to do to get all of the stuff back like the
1: coins and anything else probably a couple years and there's probably some amends you know there's some things that i need to still clean up in the past um that i, I that haven't become aware to me yet but uh but it's an ongoing process but i'd probably say 2 years into my recovery is like when i you know finished most of my you know moments
0: because i start i i still have things that i can't think about like there was this ring that was my grandfather's that he gave to me that was amazing this cool gold with diamonds in it like manly frank sinatra looking ring and i pawned that and the thing that broke my heart well it's not the thing that broke my heart the most but it was just to add insult to injury one of the bills they gave me was a fake 50. So, oh my god. I know. I not only did I completely get robbed of of what that ring was actually worth cuz it was worth a lot. Yeah. Um is that one of, I couldn't even use one of the bills to get drugs. Wow. It was you know what I mean? It was like a fake. I was so mad. And like I went back in there and like I had all these resentments like I'm going to throw a brick through their window. Or I'm going to light that store on fire. But you know, it was only after getting sober that I was like, that was all my fault, you know? Yeah. Like I pawned something that meant something to me they're just doing what they do they're a CD pawn shop like I'd pawn something that meant something to me and I shouldn't have
1: done that but yeah I would really I would really liked if I could find that ring it would be awesome I I always tell this cuz you know there's things in my life that I haven't been able to recover or make amends for so I always want to preface the fact or say the fact that uh, you know Part of, you know, like with your ring and things that I haven't been able to make amends to, part of my amends process is, you know, the things that I can't fix is to do service work and help other people. And that's the way I, you know, make up for the things that I can't fix.
0: Right. Yeah, that's always like the thing that helps is, you know, when you do something good for somebody else. Mm -hmm. Um, When I did, when I was doing my amends, there was a list of like right now, later, and never and yeah. I didn't put anything on the never list because I thought that was a trick. Yeah. <laughs> so I ended up, I ended up like making all of my human amends. Uh, I think when I had six months, wow, yeah, when I had six months, it was, it was really. it's like like you were saying about your mom, there was a lot of that where I had to sit and listen to how I made my mom feel. Yeah, and that was really, really hard. Yeah. Thanks to you guys for listening to our episode with Greg Baldwin. Thanks to Greg Baldwin for being here and doing this with us. If you'd like to hear more from Greg Baldwin, you can find his podcast at secondchances.tv. We'll be back tomorrow with more of Greg talking about being sober and doing comedy at the same time. Thanks for listening. Keep coming back. Sex and drugs and rock and roll Is all my brain and body need Sex and drugs and rock and roll.